In this edition of Locked On Capitals, your Washington Capitals destroy the Columbus Blue Jackets. Let's talk about that game next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form. So head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up or leave some comments. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, your Washington Capitals destroy the Columbus Blue Jackets by a score of 6-2. to two. It wasn't even really that close. We'll talk about that in the show. Then we will talk about the amazing play of Darcy Kemper. Yes, he gets a lot of grief for some reason out there that people don't you know, think he plays consistently. You should probably look at his statistics. We'll talk about that in the show. And then we will talk about the standout game of TJ Oshie. I've said it in this podcast many times before. The Capitals play that much better when TJ Oshie is in the lineup. But just to get it going here, your Capitals do in fact take down the Columbus Blue Jackets by a score of 6-2. to two. This was a game that saw goals by Nicholas Abe Kubel, Alex Ovechkin, Garnet Hathaway, two from TJ Oshie, and one from Martin Faravari. Darcy Kemper was in fact dialed in as he saved 25 of 27 shots. Now, this is a Columbus Blue Jackets team that's in a bit of a similar position to the Capitals. They are facing a myriad of injuries, most notably on their blue line. Do I think that they were as bad as they were on the ice tonight? No. Do I think that they have pretty good net minding? It's not too bad. Elvis Merzlikens is actually revered as one of the better net minders. He has been in previous seasons. I just don't think that ultimately he has the best defense playing in front of him. So, I do think that the uh, Blue Jackets are a few years out from being contenders, but it's a similar position to what the Capitals are in where they're facing a lot of injuries. They're going to be better, much improved once they get a lot of their key pieces back, most notably on the blue line. But to get it going here tonight, uh, Johnny Goudreau, Johnny Hockey gets the Blue Jackets on the board to make it one to nothing. And uh, you got to think that when Johnny Goudreau signed up to play in the for the Blue Jackets after leaving the Flames, did if he knew that the Blue Jackets were going to be as bad as they are this year, would he still have signed here? I still don't really buy his reasons for why he wanted to come to Columbus. No disrespect to people that live in Columbus, but you know the argument always was that he wanted to move out to the East Coast. And if you're a fan of geography, you realize that Ohio and the New Jersey area aren't exactly a hop, skip, and a jump apart from each other. No, I understand. He's a multimillionaire and can probably fly there anytime he wants. 
but you got to think for me as a, as a fan of the NHL and, you know, kind of an odd move for him to move from the flames who the flames are a better team than the blue jackets to go to the Columbus blue jackets who have been abysmal the entire year. But Johnny Goudreau, it does in fact get to the blue jackets on the board first, Nick Dowd, was out of the game. It's not ideal. He's on that shutdown line with Garnet Hathaway and Alexi Protus. Uh, but it was for a good reason. His wife and uh, him had a baby, so it was a good thing. And congratulations goes out to Nick Dowd and his wife. Um, it was a good opportunity. Also, Alex Alexiev and Nicholas Abe-Cubel were in the game. Again, camper in the net. The caps were dialed in. And you know, I got to say that I think that Darcy Camper was a little shaky at first, but he kind of refocused himself and ended up playing a really good hockey game, all things considered. Uh, and if you don't believe it, just take a look at the statistics. He saved 25 of 27 shots. You really can't ask for a heck of a lot more out of him than that. The Caps kept going. Uh, Jensen to Oshi goal one-to-one. -one. That's what I'm talking about. Oshi, the playmaker, he always just seems to be in the right spot when he's out there. Then Nicholas Abe-Cubel picks up the loose puck and scores a great goal, makes it two to one caps. This is what I'm talking about. Sonny Milano, who was picked up off that uh, PTO from the Columbus, or excuse me, the Calgary Flames. And then you take a look at Nicholas Abe-Cubel, who was picked up for the from the Toronto Maple Leafs for whatever reason, just didn't work out in Toronto. Two solid acquisitions you know, bargain shopping for Brian McClellan. It, he didn't have to give up the family farm to get those players on the team. It did it bargain shopping and have contributed also much. You know, the thing about Nicholas Abe-Cubel, I'm probably going to say, is that he might be one of the odd guys out when Baxter or Wilson returns. I don't know if that's the case. I guess if he continues to play as well as he has played, maybe he will find a role and continue to play on this team. Uh, but he's really going to have to apply himself uh, if he wants to maintain a role on this team. But for tonight, I do think that Nicholas Abe-Cubel played well. Jensen coughs up the puck and gives up a goal to Bayreuther to make it 2-2. Two to two. And uh, if you watch the game out there tonight, Bayreuther had two goals, except for the second one was washed out because I believe they said it was a high stick. But in any event, it got washed out. A name I'm not too familiar with, I got to be honest with you, but uh, he ended up playing pretty well. A bright spot on the Columbus Blue Jackets team, to be uh, sure. And then there was a fortuitous bounce for Strom to make it 3-2, to two, except not so fast. They ended up giving that goal to Martin Faravari. And then Anthony Mantha kind of playing and proving his worth on the team. Behind the net feeds the puck to Garnet Hathaway. Goal four to two the caps are humming along and then as i talked about bay ruther's second goal was washed out and then oshi proving his value to this team oshi second goal of the night on the power play the caps play so much better it's not really disputable when he's out there he puts himself in the right spot to score goals he did it again tonight. I am all team on TJ Oshie. Um, the Caps do, in fact, always play better uh, when he's on the team. And then the big thing out there tonight, Ovechkin goal, 29th goal, makes it 6-2 to two with some good deception by Dylan Strom. And what do I mean when I say that? And, you know, the camera kind of panned up to him pretty close, and he was kind of doing head fakes and looking his eyes in a different direction. And then he feeds it to Ovechkin and goal, it's good. Ovechkin out there doing what he does best. And what does he do best? Score goals, of course. Are you not a fan of hockey? Just really 
a great game for Alex Ovechkin as well. The Capitals' nine-point streak is their longest since opening the 2021 season. Last time they hit 10 when they went 13 straight games in the 19 and 20 season at 11-0-2. The Capitals scored four goals in the second period and never looked back. So I don't know if there was some sort of come-to-Jesus moment or whatever was the case going on uh, during uh, after the first period there. But in any case, the Capitals were dialed in in the second period and just played an amazing game out there. That is to be sure. Well, the big thing is we hope that they can continue to keep this going forward. During this streak, which began on December 5th at Edmonton, Washington has outscored opponents 33, or excuse me, 32 to 12. In addition, Washington has converted on eight of its 18 power play opportunities and have killed off 19 of 22 opposing power play opportunities. That's 86.4%. Washington has allowed 2.81 goals against per the on the road this season, the seventh lowest rate in the NHL. So just think about that. Has allowed 2.81 goals against per game on the road this season. Again, this Capitals team always plays that much better on the road. Why is that? I guess I don't really know. You always hear the thing out there, the adage, home cooking. This team plays better at home. The Capitals like it on the road. Since November 23rd, the Capitals have outscored 60, or excuse me, have scored 16 power play goals on 57 opportunities. During that span, Washington's 28.1 power play percentage ranks tied for sixth. In the NHL, Ford Evgeny Kuznetsov has recorded 20 points, three goals, 17 assists in his last 16 games dating back to December 3rd. And then Darcy Camper doing what he does best. You know, I don't know why there's so much negativity aimed at him, but for whatever reason, he gets a lot of negativity in that last game that they lost. Everyone's like, well, they should have gone with Charlie Lindgren. Again, you know, it's a lot of Monday morning quarterbacking to say that stuff, say that kind of stuff. Darcy Kemper has posted a record of 6-0-3 with two shutouts and a 2.16 goals against average and a .929 save percentage in his last 10 starts dating back to November 23rd. Just think about that. Why the hate? Darcy Kemper is playing great. The Capitals improved to 5-2-1 against Metro Division opponents this season. Washington has earned at least one point in six of their eight games. The Caps' defense has combined for 24 goals this season, which is tied for the second highest in the NHL. The Islanders have 20, uh, 25, and the Arizona Coyotes have 24. That seems like kind of an odd thing for them anyway, for me. Alex Ovechkin scores his 29th goal of the season on the power play to extend the Capitals' lead to 6-2 to two with the goal. Ovechkin passed Timo Solani for the 16th most points in NHL history. That is what I'm talking about. Everyone that's, you know, hears about Ovechkin, they're like, how's it going chasing down Gretzky? It's not even that. He is passing all these milestones on a nightly basis, and he does yet another one tonight. All right, so after the break here, we will talk about the great play of TJ Oshie. We'll talk about the great play of Darcy Kemper. We'll talk about that next. 
Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fats and calorie? Then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then, man, I've got the thing for you. you got to try a Built Bar. With Built Healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, so delicious you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is they're healthy, only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar uh, with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around for a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to the nearest Walmart or walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box box of built bars you can pick up a four box of cookies and cream double chocolate or coconut puffs if you're close to sam's club run in and grab a 13 bar box with our hit flavors brownie batter and churro you can thank me later thank you for making locked on capitals your first listen every day now may check out locked on nhl prospects your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft plus NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every team locked on NHL prospects available on YouTube and wherever you find your podcast. All right. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this episode, we are talking about your Capitals as they destroy the Columbus Blue Jackets. And I know it's not against a great team, but the Capitals found a way to win a great game against a struggling team. And you know, the Capitals have to stockpile wins any way they can get them. TJ Oshie scores his second goal of the game and the power play to extend the Capitals lead to five to two. TJ Oshie is one of those players that you can draw lines to with the success of this team. Oftentimes people ask, well, when did the fortunes of the Capitals change? I would say that you can say the defense really stepped up. They became dialed in. They were buying into what the coaches are telling them. That was the improvement. Um, TJ Oshie even said as much as he said that he noticed the defense was playing better. But it's even more than that for me. It's the play of TJ Oshie. And what is it about TJ that makes him such a great uh, player out there? Is he's a great player. Do you notice like in the game tonight, he's always just in the right spot to score a great goal. He's not, you know, in the corner, you know, not in the right position. He always seems to be net front, ready to score a goal, and he delivers tonight. That's what the Capitals are hoping for going forward is to con continue to see that that production from TJ Oshie because as we know, this team is facing a lot of injuries and uh, they're playing better as of right now, but they need to continue to play better if they want to fight for their playoff life. And they can do that with the likes of TJ Oshie and some of the other players that are, the, that are out there. I do think the Capitals will ultimately be better, of course, when Tom Wilson and Nick Backstrom are in the lineup. But for me... Having someone like Osh and players like him out there, the Caps just statistically always play better. And that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to keep on building on their wins going forward. Uh, the schedule doesn't get any easier as you go forward. I know that there's a bit of a lull now and the schedule kind of lets up. The Caps 
had a really kind of tough schedule there for a while. They were playing a lot of games on the road. They came back from a long road trip. And then you saw Oshi in the lineup and out of the lineup. And now he's back in the lineup. Um, I guess one of the things I would say about him is, you know, kind of maybe reel it in at times. Oftentimes he tries to take on some of the biggest guys on the ice and to his detriment, he ends up getting injured. Uh, the Caps do need playmakers like him on the ice, the architects, if you will, of the plays to help the Caps keep winning in their winning ways. Because if you take a look at it with a lot of the players that have been out of the lineup, there's a lot of kind of uncertainty with certain players on the team. Um, oftentimes you have some AHL players that are plugged in there that maybe don't necessarily know the plays um, as well as some of the veteran players. The one thing that's advantageous for this Capitals team is it is a veteran laden core. And oftentimes people try to think of that as a pejorative or they try to think of that as a negative thing. I think of that as a positive thing for this Capitals team. This is a team that is loaded with leaders. Uh, and it's not just Oshie, it's Backstrom and Wilson and Carlson when he's in there. Um, there is just experience just oozing out of this team. And if you think that they could just harness that and continue with that, I think the Capitals will be in a good position to do great things going forward. But they're going to have to do it. Everyone's going to have to buy in. Uh, the biggest thing that was mentioned was when Peter Laviolette talked about that he had that meeting with the players, kind of holding them accountable, saying that we demand more from you out on the ice. And they're buying into what he's selling. And as they should, Peter Laviolette is the winningest U.S.-born coach. And uh, they do have that leadership core on this team. They just need to keep going in that direction if they want to end up uh, achieving their objective. And that is making it to the postseason. I do think the Capitals are headed in the right direction. All right. So after the break here, we will talk about the great game of Darcy Kemper. It's not really that surprising, but I feel like I need to talk about him a little bit more as people seem to be kind of on the fence if, if he's the right fit in Washington. We'll talk about him next. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this next segment here, we will talk about the great play of Darcy Kemper, the number one netminder in the Washington Capitals organization. That's not hearsay. That's not speculative. He was signed to be the starter in Washington. He is the goal num goalie number one on the team. And like I talked about in the first segment there, his statistics speak for himself. Uh, for themselves. He has played so well on this team so far. There was some talk when he first came to this team if he was going to gel. A lot of people said, well, you know, he's a good goalie, but he did that in front of the Avalanche defenseman, but he has continued to be dialed in on the Capitals. Darcy Kemper has posted a record 6-0-3 with two shutouts, a 2.16 goals against average, and a .929 save percentage in his last 10 starts. Does that sound like a mediocre goalie to you? That sounds like a goalie that uh, I think a lot of other teams would like to have. Tonight, he saved 25 of 27. That is good for a .926 save percentage. Now, I'm not trying to say anything disparaging about Charlie Linger, and I do think he is a great uh, goalie as well. Obviously, you know, when Darcy Kemper was out, when he was injured, he saved the team. Charlie Lindgren saved the team. If it wasn't for Chucky out there, I think the Capitals would uh, season would have been done by now. Because if they struggled like they did last season or the last two seasons, shall we say, with Samsonov and Vanacek, the season could have been done. The saving grace 
of this team this year is their net minding. There's no doubt about it. And it was Darcy when he's in there, but Charlie Lindgren, when Darcy was injured, that is the best of both worlds is to have two great goaltenders. I would say that Charlie Lindgren would be a good starter, not even just a backup goalie, but a great starter on most any NHL team out there. And the Capitals have him as a backup. Um, so just a really great position for the Capitals to be in. And it's just stockpiled down there too. The Capitals have always had good luck drafting and signing goaltenders. If you think back to Holtby and Grubauer and Fukali and Hunter Shepard and Garen Bjorklund, and uh, the list just goes on and on of all the different, uh, Clay Stevenson, the pipeline for the Capitals goaltending is deep and it is being led by Darcy Kemper. Make no mistake about it. They are paying him a starter's wage. He is the number one netminder. Now, I will say if the Capitals were wise, if they could lose, learn anything uh, from things they've learned in previous years is to split the workload a little bit. You don't have to get so hung up on titles that he's our number one netminder. He is the number one netminder, but if you could still split the load a little bit more, um, I know it's always a good thing to say to kind of go with a hot hand. Um, I know that some people, and I even thought for a while, that maybe they should continue to go with Charlie Lindgren. But there is a reason that Brian McClellan went out there and signed Darcy Kemper as the number one netminder. Make no mistake about it. He believes in him. I believe in him and the Capitals organization. The fans should as well, as that he is the number one netminder on this team as they hope to make a push into the playoffs and my hope for this team is that they can make it past the first round and try to get another cup for Ovi uh, while they still have him on the team before he retires ultimately. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On NHL Prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft. Locked On NHL Prospects, available on YouTube and wherever you find your podcasts. All right, once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. I do feel positive about this team going forward. It's important not to get too caught up in you know, small losses here and there. The Capitals are beginning to string together victories. And if you take a look at their record in December alone, just to just to be positive going forward as I end this podcast, just think about where this team is now compared to where they were in October, in November. The arrow is pointing up. The Capitals are in a good position. All right, I'll talk to you guys again next time. Thanks for listening.